everyone, Michael Antonovich with an installment of the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimira R&D. Every now and then I'll ring up someone in the sport and talk about what we see happening around the pits, on the track, or in the retail space. This episode is another team manager talk because I spent an hour on the phone with Dustin Pipes going over the Twisted T, HEP Motorsports, Suzuki squad of Justin Bogle, Brandon Hartraft, and Adam Antiknap for 2022. Dustin does a great job of spreading the praise to others involved in the team, from the crew in charge of the RMZ setup, to the executives at Suzuki who see importance in racing, to the people who help secure sponsorship agreements from corporations like the Boston Beer Company or Progressive Insurance. He knows their efforts are what's allowed HEP Motorsports to get to its current level, and if things continue at this rate, they'll be the ones who benefit the most when the team reaches its competitive goals on the track. Although some use Suzuki as a weekly punchline, Pipes pointed out that the business world does not have the same perception of the company. Instead, he says the OEM's global presence and winning history are what have helped draw non-industry sponsors to the team. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Podcast. I'm always trying to be better, so feel free to share comments or recommendations on what you'd like to hear or see. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media, and visit SwapMotoLive.com. It's hard to name a better pairing than Suzuki and Yoshimura. The Japanese companies have won their share of races through the years, and the relationship continues with the Twisted T HEP Motorsports Suzuki team. Visit Yoshimira-RD.com to see the complete catalog, including the RS exhaust for the RMZ, service parts for the GSXR pipes, and fender eliminator kits for a race-ready look of your street bike. All right, dude, so thanks for, for getting on the phone with me for this one. Um, it's good to talk to you, Dustin, after everything that's been going on coming off this off weekend. Can you give me a little bit of a recap of how these last 12 weeks have been for you once we got into the race season? Because you guys have had quite a mix of things happen. You know, you have Justin, and then you have Seven Deuce Deuce, and you have Heart Raft, and everybody has their own yeah. things going on. Some guys have good results. Some guys have injuries. There's the disqualification. You've kind of mm-hmm. run the gamut this year. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you, this year has gone quick. Um, I look back and I'm, I feel like it was only last week that we were at round one. So I think that's something to, to be said. Um, yeah, 12, 12 weeks in, we only have five to go. Um, geez, it seems, seems like so short now that you said that, but, um, yeah, these last few uh, weeks have, have, uh, have been really, really good for the team. Um, I think, you know, the big thing is, is that we're still growing and that we're getting better. And, uh, I think you can see that on the racetrack, um, kind of from a team perspective and a sport perspective, like everybody knows there are some, there are a few guys out and there's some guys that are injured and stuff like that. And that's, and that's kind of helping us jump up on where we place. That's, that's for, for sure. But I think what the guys can't see is, the difference in times from week one to week 12 right now that our guys are doing. So in terms of where the first place is finishing to where we are in eighth, you know, the gaps closed a lot more than where we are on, on week one. And I, and I, and I think for that, it just shows kind of how hard that we are working to get to that next level. So um, for us, I'm saying that it, you know, it went by quick, but that's just kind of because everybody has their head down. So, um, and I'm saying that they have their head down because we're working, we're trying to get the bike better. And, and I think it shows, um, we've had a little bit of drama this year. Justin, uh, Justin had a rough start to the year. And, and honestly, we kind of knew it going in separate from his personal life that happened, but, um, we knew that it was going to be a tough start just, um, 
from what he was dealing with from some previous seasons and stuff like that. So we were well a, a uh, aware that it was going to be a tough first first few uh, rounds for him. But we're glad that he's continued to work and showed the promise with the team and um, really put his faith in us to get the bike better and build a package that suits him. And um, we've actually done a lot of work on this off week. So um, I'm really, really, uh, I guess, enthused would be the word. Um, to see what he does in St. Louis. Um, it's a soil that should fit him well, fit his style, and um, the bike changes that we made kind of set towards that 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 dirt there because it, mm -hmm. it, it is kind of relatable. It's because it's soft and it, it is kind of like the 83 where, where, where he rides at. So I'm very, very curious to see how he uh, ends up um jog, jogging on to brandon um for us what a what a transformation it's been for him for uh from last year last year we were pulling our hair out trying to figure out what it was going to take to get this guy to ride to his potential and although i don't think we're there yet it's it's just so crazy looking back a year like a year before this to go that oh brandon's battling for top 10 in points right now it's like wow well what, what a what, what a stretch you know, that would have been, but man, he's so steady. He's getting there. And, um, man, I'm happy to see the progression that he's made. Um, the confidence that he has in the team now and the confidence that he has in himself. It's, it's awesome to see like him as a rider grow from last year. He was looking to his left, to his right and seeing Ken and rock Ken and whoever else was next to him going, Oh man, can I get a, can I get your a year I'm a autograph and stuff like that. And now, uh, now he don't really care. So it's awesome to see him be one of those guys now. And, uh, I think the growth should be good for him. And in terms of Adam, obviously been a little rough with him. He broke his neck at Dallas and, uh, that's, that's always a tough one. I'm glad to see him come back in St. Louis. Um, he came back a little bit or he came back for round one this year, a little bit behind because, not a lot of people know, but he had, and he hasn't really dived into this, but he had a problem with his nervous system um, following his wreck in Orlando last year. So he didn't ride forever. Like no, none of the, out, none of the outdoors, none of the off season. So it's been tough for him. And, and uh, you know, that wreck really put him back, back a, a again. So I'm hoping he can round out these last five uh, rounds solid. So he's all, he's, he's always a joy to have around whether he's riding or not. You know, the guys that you have on the team, uh, they all fit the team vibe really, really well. Um, and I kind of got that yep. feeling as soon as I came over for Anaheim one, you know, knowing last year around Bud's Creek and those last few nationals of where you're going to go, who you guys are talking mm -hmm. to, how the support's looking to kind of see how that all comes together. And then you see the final product when you get to the first race and you're like, Oh dude, this gels. Well, all these guys get it. They're yep. all on the same page. Um, cool of you and especially as a former racer and as a younger guy that's about the same age as everybody to uh to know and identify what they're going through and then be able to translate that to everybody else within the team you know knowing what they need on the bike knowing how these things are going to go because uh there's sometimes a big barrier that guys just can't get around they just never they just it just never clicks like it has really over there for the three guys that you have Right, right. And, you know, I, I would like to say that that's all me, but to be honest with you, it's you know, everybody. a lot of success on that front. Most definitely, yeah, it is. So, 
um, you know, Clark Jones, Dave Dye, Dave, Dave, Dave Cruz, our uh, mechanics, um, Travis, Mike and Mike and uh, Andrew, everyone works pretty closely. And, and, you know, I'm not very refined on the technical side. Um, so I, I, I definitely lean on those guys more and they definitely have a strong work, work ethic to get the bike in the right place that it needs to be. So I, I think for this team and stuff, it's just about having the right guys in the uh, right spot. And that's something that we're always trying to figure out and tinker and get better with. And, and, and I think that's, that's something that we've done this year. Um, so Clark's been open-minded. We got Dave, um, a cruise on now, uh, which he was past it. He was, at Cowie last year. So that's a pretty big get for us. And then souls is a really good mechanic. He's put Brandon Brandon in the right state of mind to where, you know, we can get him to perform at his best. And um, I, 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 I think that's just something that the team's always trying to do is get better in those certain areas that we lack at. So um, it's really on those guys for getting our guys to the next level. The thing about the bike that I've always really followed you guys, you're not afraid to tinker with the setup pretty extreme. You know, everybody knows Clark Jones and, and all the stuff that he's done through Nolene, his all ones background. He's no, um, yep. he's not like, you know, the go-to guy when it comes to show and everything, but he knows what he's doing with suspension. The things that you guys have tried to do right. with that chassis, uh, the Mika Metals, bigger sprocket, just the geometry of the bike to give a guy like Clark and the engine guys that you have and, the resources that you have from Suzuki, just a clean template of, Hey, you can pretty much do whatever you guys feel you can do within these parameters. You know, here's the budget, here's the resources go at it Uh, because there's not a lot of other guys that are going to try to change the wheelbase as much as you guys did in that regard. They're going to go about it another way, but it was cool to see. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just kind of, we wanted to change the chain tension to be honest with you and kind of, how the bike flexed on the rear when it was a under throttle. And that's, that's something that Clark wanted to do. And it seems to work well for us. It kind of settles the rear end of the bike down, at least from what we can see. So, but you know, we're open to whatever, as long as we're getting better, that's kind of the route that we want to go. And as Suzuki starts to trust us more, you know, we're open to, uh, getting more parts, more factory parts and stuff like that. And that's something that's grown with them. Um, so we're just planning on this bike to continue to get better. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, that's, you know, it's more of a Clark, Clark, Dave, Jamie. It's more of those guys Avenue than mine. Mm-hmm. When you, um, when you guys kind of see how that stuff is going on too, even the, the preseason boot camps and just how all of it's unfolding, to find the setup that each mm-hmm. guy wants. Are the three guys there pretty similar, even though they're very different riding styles and different builds, or is it every guy's got their own setup? Um, so everyone's, well, that's, that's a great question. So Justin's on a different motor than Brandon and Adam. Um, he's actually testing Brandon and Adam's motor tomorrow. So he might be on that motor um, this week in St. In St. Louis. Um, the motor he has now is a little bit uh, less on the bottom, but he he corners with so much roll speed that it's a little bit different. So his bike's a lot freer. So um, we're going to see kind of how he does with a motor with a little bit more torque. Um, in terms of forks and shocks, um, I don't really know how close they are. Um, I, would, I would expect Brandon and Adam are on, you know, the same sort of setup. 
Um, but Justin's been testing in Florida the past two two weeks, and we're going to kind of see how that goes this weekend in St. Louis. And if everything is confirmed this week that we are in a better direction there, then 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 we'll trans transfer what we learned these past two weeks to Brandon and to Adam. So um, Justin's a really good tester. We kind of run everything through through him. He's a little bit more seasoned. He's a vet. He knows what what the feeling should be. Um, so we kind of try and run it through him and then through the rest of the guys. You know, even you guys getting Bogle uh, in the offseason, like back to the Bud's Creek conversation, when he told me, you know, hey, it could go this way, I'm like, that's not bad. That's that's a pretty good deal for you because he's ridden JGR stuff. He's ridden RCH stuff. Right. He's ridden it enough different ways to know how everybody else has tried to go about it and kind of to help develop that. Um, yeah, you guys yeah. have a huge get in that, especially as the Suzuki relationship drives forward. Yeah, I mean, we we like Justin as as a person too, not not just. Oh yeah, he's, he's not just as he's an asset. Yeah, like Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you know, that's that's kind of the first thing for us is that to be honest with you, we don't want to have you on the team if you're going to be an asshole. And um, I know that might be a little bit brash to say, but you know, you gotta go into your workplace and want to work with the people that you're with. And 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 Justin's a pretty great guy to be around. Um, he does all, always want things to be better, like every good writer does. Um, so that's something that, you know, we're constantly trying to find a new air, air area for him to improve on, which is great for the team because we never settle. And, um, yeah, but when he does it and when he wants to get better, he doesn't do it in the wrong ways. So that's the great thing of working with him. Um, we'd expect him to be on the team for a little bit longer too. So, um, yeah, we like, we like him. With, uh, as you mentioned about Brandon earlier, um, he's come into his own so much, you know, even as we've seen in these last few years from being a KTM guy and kind of being overwhelmed as a 250 dude, being pretty big in that class, all those things, him coming to the 450 Mm -hmm. was, a um, kind of a gamble on his career. He needed to get to it, but, and he needed to get to a place that was going to be, fitting for him but if it didn't go well you know what's the backup plan um to see where Brandon has come to like you've said into this past two seasons it's pretty remarkable and how much he's learning from the guys that are around you you know from you to Adam to Justin to Clark to everybody on the team he's just really really soaking it and I think that's been pretty noticeable even in the last 12 weeks of just how much more comfortable Brandon's got being at the track and being in the spotlight yeah I mean it's no it's no, uh, I mean, last year went, didn't go well at all. Um, you know, enough to where, you know, there were some people, there were some sponsors that, you know, weren't sure if he should set out some rounds and try and get his head straight or not. And, uh, and, you know, that's not something that we, we, uh, did, but, you know, throughout the year, last year, definitely during outdoors, he started to kind of find his groove because he just, think he got more comfortable because that's you know that's a setting that he grew up on you know he grew up racing outdoors he wasn't in the stadiums and stuff like that so I think it that really kind of gave him you know the area needed to kind of spread his wings and see just how good he could be um and we're not there yet um I think there's a lot of potential there you know with you and Adam Adam's been part of the team for so long and you know Northern California guy you guys just go together so well seeing Adam kind of fall into the 
place that he's gotten into a role within the team, being smart enough to be marketable to everybody, getting better every time. Yep. You know, even if he's not making the main event, there's still enough of a reason for him to go to the races. Um, to kind of see how that is. Did you always think that he was going to fit into your program the way that he does right now, or is this something that's just kind of adapted over time? No, not at all. To be honest with you, um, so we started this, we started the team about five years ago, and um, the first year, so I've known Adam forever. Adam's like a brother. I love the guy. I love his family. So that's, so that's, so that's there. So when we were doing the team the first year. Adam needed someone to take his bike on the East coast. Cause he was in a bind or something. So we kind of did it for the East coast and, and kind of stuff like that. And the whole time we were doing it, he was in my ear. Hey man, next year. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, all right, man, like you ride Hondas, you need to do that, you know? And lo and behold, after that first year, we ended up hiring him. And, um, you know, we saw, kind of the fans that got around him once he kind of had a chance to do something more than <clears throat> out of a canopy. And it was just pretty neat, the fan engagement and the people that came around the pits and wanted to support Adam and see Adam. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's still, and that's still so something that we see today. So for us as a team, <clears throat> this kind of, moves the goalpost a little bit but when we were growing this team and we set out to do it we knew that we couldn't grow the team by trying to win only on the racetrack so for us we tried to break those areas down to different places that we can win so <clears throat> whether it was doing the local news channels in the morning getting the tv audience that way whether it was leading the lcqs and be able to show your partnerships that way, fan engagement, activation, whatever it was, we tried to break, we tried to break the sport down into multiple levels that we felt that we can win at and we can compete at that other people weren't taking advantage of. Um, so Adam unknowingly to himself, he helps us take advantage of some of those areas off the racetrack. Um, and honestly, that's just him being himself. Um, Adam has a way with the fans. He has a way with the people and it's literally just how he wakes up in, in, in the morning. So it's a, uh, so it's a great thing to see. It fits into our team mold and how we want to grow it all. And, um, yeah, whether Adam's riding or doing whatever, we hope he's, you know, a part of the team. So, you know, five years into the team, seeing how much it's changed over these last few years, the sponsorships that you guys have brought in, the people that have come and gone, getting it to the level that it's at. Mm -hmm. When you um, first yep. proposed this idea of like, hey, we're going to we're gonna go about things this way, was this what you expected in the five-year plan? Is this higher? Is it lower? What did you think when you guys were going to kind of start going about running a team as a guy that was a racer? Well, to be honest with you... I... I didn't know what to expect just, just because I was, ig I was ignorant to what it, to what it was, to be honest with you. So, um, did I think we were going to grow this fast? No, not really. I think that was more set out to be like a 10 year plan. Oh, really? But, okay. But I, I mean, in terms of like where we're at now, yes. But I mean, for us, everyone around here, 
just just works that's kind of what we all know um so whether it's you know it doesn't matter our phone's on so yeah for us there were some there were some opportunities out there with GAGR going away that we had to take advantage of so um did I expect to be in this position no but were we prepared to take advantage of it yes and um you know our partners have helped us grow as as well so it's been fun to talk one-on-one with people like Dave Prater, Andrew Baccarosa, Bruce Sternstrom, Jeff Crutcher, and Dustin Pipes about whatever I want. And that's thanks to everyone at Yoshimira for their support of this feature. Check out Yosha's website and social media accounts for more great content. Having the team being where it's at now, five years in, like you said, it's yep. there have been opportunities that have popped up that you had to take advantage of maybe sooner than expected that's put you guys ahead. But in the grand scheme of things, yep. everybody's right where they need to be because of the work that's been done. Um, how is it to see this thing and then go take it to potential sponsors like you guys have? Because there's a lot of out of the box people that are on that bike from Home Depot to WD40 to Twisted T to Progressive. It's not just pulling from the same industry bucket all the time. Right. And, you know, I think, I think there's only so much that you can get out of the industry. You know, you have, you know, 10 guys that are trying to, you know, get, go from the same pod and, do the same things. And I think for us, it was just, we we're trying to figure out how to be a little bit different. And, um, <clears throat> I know you see some, some different places that are on our bike, you know? Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, fuck, we've, we, we, we got re re rejected by a ton that are on the bike, you know? Mm-hmm. So, per, so progressive and twisted T and stuff, you know, those are companies that are, that were trying to get into the sport. They just really didn't see a way in, you know? And for us, it was just, it was just about showing us how we can provide them value and, you know, how we can, which, which was the best way for us to engage with the demographics that they wanted to reach. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the one thing with that is, there always has to be a person that's kind of on your side in there because there's a ton of meetings. It, it doesn't, it's not like a thing that happens. It's not like a same day thing. It's not like I talked to them and they're like, all right, let's, let's do it. There's tons of proposals. There's tons of plans, of plans of action. There's phase rollouts. There's, there's a ton of things that go into these deals that it's really, really important that you have someone on your side that really champions it through so um you know i think that's the main thing is just you know being able to sell the sport and to show people you know that are in the in the marketing team that you can provide value because at the end of the day they're going to send it to their to their uh, analyst and they're going to decide if it's a good buy or not and that's what every company is going to do um so we're fortunate that you know we have someone like billy um, there's also Matt, Kyle, and, Ta- and um, uh, Erica Taylor that's at Twisted T that really believe in the program. And Billy's really our point of contact there, and he really kills it for that. And, you know, on, on a pro- progressive, we have Todd and Jason and Eric, and they really believe in the program too. And, <clears throat> you know, the good thing is with that, honestly, it happened by happenstance. Um, but, everyone everyone dogs on 
Suzuki. And they're really were the driving force to get that through too. So they really moved some things around and made it to where, you know, this team could grow and be in a position to get better with pro progressive. And there's a lot of things that are going to happen in the future with them, with those, with those two Browns brands are, are things that I would like to see happen um, that are pretty great for the future. And yeah, yeah, I think, going back to what I said before, it's, it's, it's just that, you know, you got to be able to sell the right things and you got to know what they're looking for and you got to be, you got to be flexible. Right. So like you can't just have your mindset on one thing and, and that's, and that's it. So we don't just try and sell the race results in the sport. There's multiple angles that we can sell to get them to want to buy into this program. You know, the uh, the amount of like negativity that always gets kind of cast towards Suzuki like it's a joke, and it's such a played yeah. out joke at this point like it's not even funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, Suzuki is a worldwide known brand. There are people that work at Home Depot or work at these companies, especially Progressive, that does so much <laughs> motorcycle insurance, that are familiar right. with them. And if a company like Suzuki, one of the big six OEMs, is going to vouch for you, of course you guys are going to yep. kind of get shepherded along a little bit better. Um, you know, to see mm-hmm. where you guys are at with Suzuki and how you have grown that relationship, knowing, hey, there's going to be some hurdles that you guys are going to face. Um, the equipment's mm-hmm. a little bit different, but it's pretty much like anything that I've noticed in talking about your outlook for the team, for the whole team. You know, and this is a shared mm-hmm. message for everybody on the team is we're going to do our best. Everybody has to understand what is going to happen. You're going to work really hard to get there, but it never seems like everybody's uh, expecting overnight success. Everybody just understands, just got to keep plugging along to get there. Yeah. Yeah. For us, we always, we have team meetings and stuff before the year. And the one thing we try and preach is that, you know, everybody's got to pull the rope in the same direction. Right. So it doesn't matter if we have a bad, if, if we have a bad night, it can't be a, he said, she said type thing. We all got to pull the rope in the same direction. And that's, and that's something that's, that we've really kind of reinforced and kind of wanted to live by here. Um, and, and, and I think it, you know, brings everybody to have a shared value, you know, that we are all, we all want to get better and we all want to go in the right, in the uh, right direction. Um, so whether it's our team partners, our, the riders, our staff, we always try and pull in the same direction to where everybody's getting what they want and they're finding their value and we're all going upwards. So um, that's definitely like a team motto and um, something that we'll continue to kind of uh, see fit. So even when we you know, started talking about just the race results <clears throat> earlier in the season and you knew like, hey, Justin is going to yep. have his struggles that he's going to overcome and it's going to take some time to get there and then other things happen and yep. it was a setback, but he's gotten over it. Same thing with Brandon, just has mm-hmm. to come into his own. And then Adam coming back from the issues that he had, you guys going through these things with uh, just developing the bike, all of these things. I really, really uh, appreciate the way that you kind of take that as a challenge rather than a missed opportunity or like, we've already been set up for failure. Why even try? You know, because there's so many right. people that, especially their outlook towards racing is if it's not immediate success right away, if the results don't come in Anaheim one or all the sponsorship stuff's not there the first day yeah, you've been here long enough and you've seen it done long enough. You know, this is not going to happen, especially if you're not a factory factory team. You know, I, I Dustin for real, I really uh, appreciate the way that you have this, like just 
wide open outlook to it of like, Hey, however this comes is going to be a good thing and we're going to have to work towards it. Yeah. I mean, for us, you know, just going into it, it's not like we had any um, experience when we started the race team. So for us, it's, 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 it's that I feel that we're constantly learning and, and each year, what's an area that we can get better at that maybe people don't see, maybe it's su- su- suspension, our staff, our results or activation. There's, there's so many avenues that we can try and get better at, you know, each year that will just grow the program. So for us, it's like, you know, we're, we're kind of still taking steps to figure out what we can do and where, where our footing is. So right now I, 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 I don't even feel like we're running. You know what I mean? We got, we got max and we knew he was lightning in a bottle. And, and that was for us to kind of see what it would take to get that next tier guy, to see what it was like to be up front in a moto to kind of get that um, experience. Right. So for us, it's about, trying to put these blocks together and grow to build a solid found found foundation. And, you know, we know that that's not going to happen o- o- overnight. We want this to be something that's lasting. That's 20 years. Right. So like L and M had a ton of success. They won multiple titles. They were badass, but no one remembers that name anymore. And that's a shame because they were building something great. But for us, we want to build our team to where we don't have to solely rely on, you know, one huge sponsorship, right? We want to be able to build a foundation to where we can withstand those blows and we can we can have something that kind of stands the, the uh, test of time. And, you know, we're still building, so we might we, we, we might not get that chance. But I, I know for us, it's a lot longer outlook than just winning day one. You know, we want to be there and be able to win multiple times because, you know, to be honest with you, our goal at the end of the day is to win, is to win races. And people might not see that right now, but the things that we're doing behind the scenes are ultimately what we see, you know, we need to do to be able to win in the future. And, and that's, that's always going to be our outlook. And for that, we need to provide value to our sponsors off the racetrack so we can try and win on the racetrack. So for us, our end goal is for sure to win. Um, we're just taking a little different route than everyone else. When you uh, when you see MotoGP, like I don't know if you watch this, but obviously you're aware of it because you're a motorcycle guy, and you see the success that Suzuki has. I mean, we're not even two years removed from them being the world championship manufacturer. You know that there's potential there. You know that all of the stuff that's happened over the years with Ricky and James and Ken, everybody that's been right. there, you know there's there's a level of success there. Um, how is it from your perspective of seeing just kind of where the brand is at right now? I mean, obviously you're not a Suzuki representative, but you do enough with them where you know like, hey, this yeah. is this is good enough. I know what I got with them. Right. Well, you know, we know where they're at because, well, I know what their budget is in MotoGP and it's pretty big and – you know, we know what Suzuki is as a company globally. You know, they're a $20 billion company, which is bigger than most of the brands combined besides Honda. So for us, it's just about, you know, trying to engage the right people there and put racing back on the forefront and provide that val- that value to, to them um, 
as a brand, not just solely to sell dirt bikes, right? Because dirt bikes is still a niche market. Um, so for us growing and going ahead, you know, we want to be a representative of Suzuki, the brand, you know, that's their cars, their scooters, their street bikes, their ATVs and their dirt bikes rather than solely focused on dirt bikes. So for us, you know, the, there's a ton of potential there and, um, we just got to figure out how to tap into it. And man, you know, you know, the thing is with this brand is, is this brand has always won, you know, Ricky, Chad, James, Kenny, Dungey, the list goes on. This has always been a race winning brand. And I really think we're going to get there sooner rather than later. So um, there's a lot of people on the team and at the manufacturer that are working their ass off to see that get done. And um, man, yeah, once it does, I think it'll be pretty awesome. Okay. Um, fast forwarding a bit, just to kind of the future of the team and, and something you said to me last <clears throat> Friday when we were in Seattle. You're going to go racing a lot. This is not going to become some kind of cut-down effort where you guys are only going to focus on one thing like certain teams do to really hone in a go. It seems like you guys really want to be everywhere uh, with the World Supercross Series being announced and, and how that's going to be unfolding this later this year, the yeah. Nationals that are going to be this summer, but then also kind of conflicting with that. From what you've said, you guys are committed to trying to do as much as you can because you know you need to be there as a good race team. Uh, can you kind of speak of what the plan is for these next couple years? Yeah, um, you know, our plan these next few years is to do, you know, the United States um, SX series to do the outdoor series. And if everything makes sense, we'll probably be on the world stage, too. But I think there's a lot of hurdles there that need to get over. But, you know, for us, we're kind of committed to expanding and providing value to our partners um, any way they see fit. And we're we're super lucky to have global brands that that want to be involved in growing the team and getting it better whether it's domestic or internationally so i think there's some there's some good opportunities there um i think there's some hurdles so we don't know which direction we're going to go yet but um yeah i like i i like the future of the sport right and you know, I think the good thing is with these guys that are that are going to come up with the SX Glow Global is it provides a little bit of comp of of competition. So, you know, I think the good thing is both series are going to want to grow. So, I think that could only you know help benefit the industry and the teams in it. So, um, I think it's a I I I I think we're in a neat time in the sport where there's a lot of growth that could potentially happen. Yeah, that's where I'm at too, and I've even told that to everybody you know involved. There's a couple people. There's a you know, rightly so. There's some people that are unhappy or concerned about the way things are going to happen just because of where their share is in it mm -hmm. right now. But uh, I I agree mm -hmm. with you that I think some new blood coming into things is really going to shake things up, um, especially for yep. the sport that we have coming out of what we're coming out of, kind of just where everything's at. I think it's going to be a really interesting next five years. Uh, for you, Dustin, like mm. to kind of wind this down, uh, I really just for a guy in his early 30s that was a lifelong race fan and, you know, you know the history of the sport, you've been a pro guy, to see where you're at into this race team, it, I'd like to just kind of know, you know, a couple things that you uh, you think. So when you were kind of forming this out and now that you're at this place in the pits, 
what were some past race teams or some past people that you're like, if I could get some one-on-one time with them to learn or something that they did really stuck with you? Yeah. Has there been something you've gotten to implement with this race team now? You know, I never was able to really sit with them, but I really liked the way Bobby Hewitt kind of built his team and just the backing he put behind his riders and the way he grew it, like in terms of the imagery and kind of stuff like that, um, their outlook. Um, I really love the way that Bobby did it. I've called him a few, few times, but we've never really been able to, to connect, but that was probably someone that I looked at the most on kind of how to brand it and build it. And, um, he really stood behind his riders. And I think that's, that's a pretty great thing. Um, you saw, I mean, Jason, um, his first few years was not very good. And then Bobby just stuck behind him, stuck behind him. And by year four or five, this guy's competing for, for, uh, titles and wins. And, and I, and I just think that speaks a lot to his program and what he built, you know, obviously he's, there's some things out there that he might be on his way back and it'll be great to see him back in the paddock if that is true. But yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the only guy that I can think of off the top of my head that I really took inspiration of in terms of like what we're trying to do now, this is going to sound a little far fetched, but I really love what um, Zeb Brown's doing with McLaren um as an f1 team and as an indycar team and stuff like that i love the way they brand i love the way they're building their team i love their their activation their youtube their outreach um i i really think that that's something that you know as an aspiring race team we should build our thing towards and around um so bobby you know in the past and stuff like that and and now kind of what my, my, uh, Clarence done in doing on the uh, F1 side. And I know their results aren't there right now, but man, what they've done is just create such an awesome fan base for the brand, um, just by the riders that are the drivers that they're hiring, as well as kind of their presence and their activation with the fans. So um, that's, that's something that I take a, a, a lot of draw from. Okay. Um, is there something now five years into this, uh, an element to running a race team, maybe suspension stuff, maybe crunching numbers, maybe it's sponsorship proposals. Is there a task that when you first started doing it, you're like, fuck, dude, I hate doing this. This is like, I don't like it or I, I'm not sure about it or something. And then now you find like a lot of enjoyment in it because there's things that I do with this job that I'm just like, I didn't like it at first, but now it's one of those things that when I do have to do it, it's not too bad. That's a great question. Um, man, I'm not really prepared for that one. I think, man, travel is always super monotonous and that always sucks booking all the travel, but, but now it's just kind of a task that has to be done. And I, and I, I, I'm not going to lie. I do like racking up points like in my business account on, um, American. So that's always nice. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure. It's kind of all just a blur to be honest with you. When I first started this, um, I was still riding at the same time. So I really didn't realize the amount of work and effort that it took into being a team manager, doing a race team, doing all this. So now, now it's just kind of, just kind of all 
kind of work, you know, whereas be, before I just kind of, when I was stressed out or something like that, I just kind of rode and put, put things to the side, but now it's, now it's kind of feels like it blurred into all one. So there's not something that I can pick out, but, um, travel's less annoying now. That's, that's kind of what I can say. Yeah. It's one of those things that, um, depending on like the time or like how much money you got, how big your budget is to work with it, how much you like doing it or not. Cause yeah. when your budget's not good and you're booking like shitty flights and shitty hotels, it's no fun. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I will say it has changed a lot to where like, man, year one of the team, like we're in Fresno and we would literally red eye out of LAX like every week in the first two years of the team. And I would literally pick all the mechanics up, We'd drive to LAX, we'd red eye there, we'd stay in shitty hotels, we would take shitty flights back, we'd be on spirit the whole time. And now it's 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 pretty awesome to like fly out of Fresno like fifteen minutes from my house and you know, everybody else flies out of Ontario and stuff like that. So it is awesome to see like the 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 growth and stuff. But it's uh it's pretty funny, like some some of the guys on the team now they don't realize like what it came where from. we were at back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> man, we were struggling. We were struggling. So it is. Yeah, travel is a weird thing, but it's it's all good. Okay. Um, the thing that I've like really seen over these last few years is especially as running a race team, it's like a big social experiment because you have to find the right guys that kind of come in. Uh, everybody's moods that are going to kind of fit with each other. Is it been cool to see how everybody gets along? Like how people that are from completely different walks of life all kind of hover towards the same thing and then they all just click from there? Yeah, I think, man, this year has been like the first year where I've actually been like happy with everything. Everybody, get, I mean, not everyone gets along, you know, 24 7, but you know, there's always the bickering, but it's not enough to where people are in a bad mood or like things are off and stuff. You know, everybody's a buddy, the riders, they all get along the, the, the staff, they all kind of, you know, help, help one out, you know, when another one's lacking and stuff like that. So, you know, this year's the first year that I've been kind of content with it. Um, years before you, you, you can always kind of see someone that's kind of or like a certain person or, 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 or a certain thing that's not gelling. So you're always trying to tink, tinker with that. And this is probably the first year where I've been satisfied and like everybody's pulling in the right direction. There's no one where you're like, uh, we could, we could do without if we didn't absolutely have to have them. So um, it is an interesting aspect, just, you know, people's moods and attitudes and stuff like that and how that all gels. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not something that as a rider, you're kind of ignorant to it because you're kind of just there for yourself. Whereas a team manager, you're there to kind of oversee everyone's role and how they interact and stuff. So it's definitely a social dynamic that I didn't think about when I started the team, but now looking into it five years later, it's very, very um, interesting how everybody, you know, reacts to one another. Okay. You've, um, You've went from being, you know, a complete guy by yourself with a very little setup, just trying to make night shows and main events, to now you have a voice within the AMA and Feld and MX Sports. <clears throat> For you to see how that's progressed from these last few years and the the conceptions, the misconceptions sometimes that people have, 
Um, is the inner workings of the industry what you thought it would be? Is there something that you're like, hey, this is a lot better, this is a lot worse? Have you seen things get better progressively in the last five years? You know, I will say the one thing that's pretty great that wasn't there the first few few years that the team started is that, you know, we actually do have calls with, with Feld and with, uh, with um, uh, it, it, MX Sports that kind of gives the, the teams a voice on what is going on in, in this, in the sport and what should, what we should be looking out for. And I think that's, that's uh, pretty awesome. That's one thing that I can pull to that I think is a positive develop development. Um, and the good thing about that is, is, you know, it makes us feel like we do have, like we do have a voice and that, you know, we're, we, we do have a form to which we, we, we can be heard. So I think that's pretty awesome. And, yeah, I, I, I hope that continues and, um, yeah, we keep on going in that direction. Okay. Um, what is the, uh, what's the most fun thing about a Saturday for you right now? Is it, uh, getting there to the track? Is it helping set everything up? Is it getting into the team manager's tower? What is it about Saturday where you're just like, hell yeah, this is why I come back every week. Man, that's, that's tough. I have, you know, a, this year's hey, I have been... a lot of time on my hands, Dustin, to think about things like this. No, no, so no, no, no. yeah, I've always wondered what you guys are. I, I, I have this thought with everybody, no. like what is it that makes everybody yeah. want to come here? When I got to talk to Bruce a couple weeks ago and just to think yeah. about all the stuff that Bruce has done over the last God knows how many years with whoever and however many companies. And it's yeah. like, what makes that guy on yeah. a Saturday want to come back and do this? And then you hear it and you're just like, yeah. Prater, same thing. You know, he and I both thought that those last three minutes and 4:50 a practice are the gnarliest time of the day. You know, there's yeah. there's times like that where you're just like, this is the sickest job ever. This is why I want to be back here. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I'm only 30, but I've been around the sport enough to where there's probably nothing that I haven't seen, and that might sound a little short-sighted, but it's probably it's probably the truth. But I think the one thing that really brings me back and might bring everyone there on Saturdays is, is like super, super simple. And it's that we love racing and we love dirt bikes. Um, I mean, I can't remember a time to where I wasn't at a dirt bike race. I mean, literally on the off weekend, I was at a Loretta Lynn qualifier with a buddy. So it's like, even when I'm not at the track, you know, doing my job, I'm still at the track. So it's like, you know, um, at the core, that's kind of what it is. I mean, I'm there on Saturdays because I love to race and I love to be around dirt bikes. Um, I've ridden, my parents have been a race, race, pro, pro, uh, motor my whole life. We've done the race team thing. We're still doing the race team thing. And it's just, it's so much in my blood that I, I don't know where else I'd be on Saturday. And, um, yeah, it makes makes all the uh, you know missed flights and shitty hotel rooms worth it. So um, I can't really point out one thing that that kind of stands out to me because my role is so different this year as in years past. Because you know we have a crew chief, we have a suspension guy, we have good mechanics, we have activation, we have media, we have all this stuff. We're growing so much to where. You know, to be honest with you, I just sit back and watch on Saturdays. But um, it's been great to be able to just go to the races and cheer on your guys and, and uh, make sure we put forth a good effort. 
And um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't really know how to a- a- answer that other than it's because I love dirt bikes, and and that's that's pretty much the core of it. That was perfect. I mean, that no, that was it. That was a perfect answer. Um, Dustin, this was great, dude. I have a great time talking with you, especially even coming by on Saturdays just to see all the guys that are there, seeing your family that's there. It's a fun atmosphere to come around. The catering is always very good. I have to give you five yeah. stars on that this year. You guys have been great. Thank uh, you. But yeah, dude, just to kind of see, like you said, as a 30-year-old guy <laughs> and with the people you have around you, it's cool to see you going about things this way and just how it's built. Because like you said, you've done it from you know, bare minimum, kind of rubbing things together just to make it happen to where you are now where, hey, you know, there always are budgets and it's not a factory Honda budget, but you're doing everything you need to do. Everything's getting you know, taking care of the way it needs to get taken care of. It's cool to see how things are going, uh, how the industry is receptive to you and how fans have receptive to you guys too. It's been, it's been fun to see these last few years. Awesome. Thank you, Anton. We uh, definitely appreciate it. Cool. Uh, anything that anybody needs to be aware of, like at Daytona and at San Diego, you guys did those Home Depot bar- uh, parking lot builds. Is there one coming up that right. if anybody's going to be at a race that they should swing by and see you guys? Um, we are still working on a schedule for that. We thought it was going to be Atlanta, but I, th- I think that's on Easter weekend. So I think we're postponing that. Um, so, um, to be determined on that, but I think we're going to roll some out throughout the outdoors and we are working on a schedule right now. Um, but that is definitely something that we want to do more of. It was pretty freaking awesome this year. It is, it is a bit of extra work cause we have to set the rig up again, but it's pretty awesome to let people see the inside of the race rig. You know, they're able to come up close and watch the guys change a motor and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome to be able to engage with the fans on like a one-on-one level um, rather than when we're hustling and bustling on Saturday. So that is pretty neat. There's more in the future, um, but I don't know an exact date yet. Okay, no worries. Well, hey, we'll, whenever we find out another one, we'll be sure to share it. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Dustin. I know you guys got a busy week ahead of you this week coming into St. Louis. We do too. So uh, I'll see you Friday at the track. Cool. Thank, thank, thank you, Anton. No see worries, you, buddy. Man.